UMGoBlue.com. By fans, for fans. Since 1999. Hello, welcome to this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with... Andy Anderson. We're going to talk about Michigan's 42-7 victory over Rutgers. Well, Andy, what did you think about that one? I was pretty happy about it. I thought it was a real trap game. I knew that they could break some big plays on special teams, and the same guy that does the special team work for them uh, is the guy that ran the 80-yard, uh, gave us that 80-yard present in the first uh, first quarter to tie it up, set him up. Uh, I'm getting more faith in the Wolverines all the time. The offense is coming along, and uh, Shea Patterson has come a long ways since he's been at Michigan. He's much, much better. He had a very good evening. Threw some beautiful passes in, in real rough weather conditions. The wind was not good. It's gusty. He said that on one of his passes he had to throw it as hard as he could to get it to Nico Collins once. So, uh, And that was only, what, 36 yards or something like that. So all in all, I like the way the offensive line has progressed and everything. I wondered a little about the problem they seem to have stopping the run uh, of Rutgers more than uh, anybody else they played in the last three games, it seemed like to me. So, but uh, everything's pointing up. This is a rising team. They got big things in their sights now. The picture's beginning to get a little clearer. What do you think? Well, I think the biggest thing to look at when you're looking at the stats is the rushing. And the first thing that jumps out is that Karan Higgin only had 42 yards. But beyond that, the biggest thing is that Shea Patterson did not run at all. And I think when people are complaining about the offense, you really need to look at that and understand that Michigan was playing Rutgers with one hand tied behind its back. They're definitely headed into this game. And, again, you play everybody as hard as you can, but the, the thought in this game, and I think it's pretty obvious, is that they were not going to put Shea Patterson in a position to get injured. And, again, when you don't have him, uh, you know, when you're running RPO and there, there's no – there's no true option and there's no true run, you know, between Higdon kind of being shut down. And it's interesting for me because I think you had a chance to see what Patterson means to this offense. When he's not running, when there's not the threat of him, you know, pulling the ball out and, and running around the end, it really shuts things down. What do you think? It shuts, I think it shuts the running down. I think, I think the two are interdependent. That good running helps the passing game, the play-action game, and that good passing helps the running. And he is a threat, and when he goes around out uh, and motors out there, uh, that is an added dimension that really that really uh, befuddles uh, defenses. So I wasn't concerned about it. I thought it was kind of nice that True Wilson, for instance, came up with the best game that he's had as a Wolverine. He looked good on a, on one series there. He had three, eight, and eight, and they were tough runs down in the red zone, and he did all right. So 
uh, what was wrong with Higdon. Maybe Higdon has a little nick that we didn't know about or something. But he didn't seem to be finding holes like he usually like he usually uh, finds them. And I didn't think he had a good half, first half. And he didn't play much in the second. Very happy to see uh, Chris Evans uh, run 61 or two yards for, for his uh, touchdown. He made a beeline, and he was faster than anybody chasing him. And it looks to me like he's getting healed a little more and is closer to 100% than he has been in a good long while. The biggest thing that I took out of it is when the defense can cheat and basically not have to worry about the outside run, when they can mm-hmm. commit to blocking those inside gaps, it completely changes Higgins' game. Now, the reality is, is like you said, it's still Rutgers. We would have liked to have seen things go a little better. You know, I did not expect a 60 or 70 point win. This was really, let's get uh, out of there with as few injuries as possible. Now, there were some people who got dinged up. I think the, the good thing that I saw is that Rashawn Gary looked good. Um, yes. After the game, he actually made a point of moving his arms around and showing people that, you know, he was he was fully mobile and fast. So I think that's important. I think it is important. Aubrey Solomon was not there because he was ill. I guess it's the flu or something like that. Likely he'll be back by the time of Ohio State. And that'll help, too. It'll help arrest those uh, nose guards there, nose tackles on Michigan's team. Aubrey's uh, a good contributor. Quiddy Pay is dinged a little bit. That's not good. You know, the other thing that was good is that you saw the, um, the passes got distributed among six different receivers. So although Shea had trouble going deep, he had no trouble getting the ball, delivering it. And overall, you know, considering you're taking a huge element of the offense away. Because he had to master that wind, and that was a gusty 30-mile-an-hour wind, gusty maybe a little more sometimes. And like he said, after that he had trouble, uh, that it took a lot of arm strength a lot of gusto on his part to get that ball down there through that wind. And I thought the receivers did a magnificent job. I really did. They had a couple of drops, I guess. But besides that, they're coming on. They're going to get nothing but better. And all of them seem to be good. Nico's good. All the rest of them. Donovan Peoples-Jones has become a real... A, a, a real asset, too. Now, it was interesting. We didn't see Tariq Black. And, uh, Not at all. Hopefully, that's a precaution. Um, so that was one thing that I was that I was looking for. Now, the other thing to talk about is the backup quarterback position, something <laughs> hopefully we don't need. But I thought it was really bizarre that um, you basically had Peters go in for you know, basically hand the ball off, and you know that was uh, the real long run that uh, that I think, think Evans had, and then yeah, it was a touchdown, yeah. And then right after Milton came in, and it it just seems weird to be going back and forth to be risking was, his eligibility. It, it, seemed, it, it seemed strange to me that once Peters got in there, that he didn't get a series 
his series was eliminated because Chris ran the ball in on the first play into the end zone. So the series was eliminated, and they pulled him out and went to Milton. But I I don't think Peters, and deep in my heart, I don't think Peters is going to be the man. I think they're going to they're going to try to rely on Milton if they can. They want to redshirt him, I know, but we'll see if that's possible this year with the new rule. It probably is. Maybe it won't be, but we'll see. Well, hopefully we but won't. I, hopefully we won't need a backup. Hopefully, Patterson will stay healthy. But um, I agree with you. I don't think that Peters is is the guy I have any confidence in. No, I don't either. It's it's. Uh, I'd like to see. I wish they'd get Milton a few more snaps than they have. I didn't understand why they didn't get more snaps than they did, with the score being what it was and. Rutgers being what it was, it was a good opportunity to go ahead and, and ring these guys out a little. But uh, anyway, I'm perfectly happy with this game, even though Rutgers had their best running game of their year, their coach said afterwards. Um, doesn't matter to me because I think when push comes to shove, that Michigan defense, when they're flying around, when they've got the entire package being utilized, they're going to stop whatever they come up against. You know, and again, kind of another trick play to get the touchdown. Um, you know, they were talking about, they, you know, they fake the reverse and, and things happen. But again, uh, you know, people who want to shout out every game, I don't have a problem with the defense holding a little bit back for the big games. You know, the thing, that I, the thing that I'm kind of concerned about is, you know, so we had this game, had some guys get dinged up. We got Indiana coming in, and it's been announced it's a 4 o'clock game. It's going to be yes. cold. It's going to be, you know, suboptimal conditions. And, again, they're doing it for TV. Um, I'm worried, you know, again, you know, you got to play football outside. That's where, you know, football weather. But it's supposed to be in the in the low 30s. Four o'clock, uh, you know, game's going to end between seven and eight in November in Michigan. That's that's not a fun time to be out. And uh, no. I I do think. I mean, I don't know if it's scientifically uh, confirmed, but it does seem to me that guys are more apt to get injured when it's cold. And uh, again, this it is. Seems, I agree. I think so too. You know, it's going to be cold. They're playing on the turf. The turf. You know, the artificial surface at Michigan is great, but it does behave a little bit differently when it gets cold. Um, you know, nobody likes to get bounced off the turf, uh, you know, at any point, but especially when it's when it's cold, you know, in the, in the mid-30 or in the low-30. So we have to see what happens. Um, you know, I think one of the things I want to talk about is, you know, there was the year where Michigan went down to Iowa and was shocked and you know, had a chance to compete for the Big Ten and, and lost to Iowa, and, you know, the season kind of, you know, tailed off and, and people were disappointed. The difference I feel this year is that it seems that Michigan is getting better and stronger. As opposed to that year, I you know, I kind of felt you'd seen everything you were going to see from the offense and you were hoping mm-hmm. it was going to be enough. Now, yeah. that the perception I have is that, you know, we've seen maybe a half to three quarters, and 
they have more more in the tank that they they're holding out. You bet. I believe they have too. This team has the best esprit de corps that I've seen in a long time in the Michigan football team at this point in time of the year. They really seem to be a brotherhood. They talk about it all the time. It seems genuine. Uh, but even in a game like Rutgers, these fellas take a lot of punches. Yeah, they take a lot of uh, – Chase Wolnovich fell on a knee, for instance, at one point in time, and then that hurt for a while. Uh, Andy, it hurt just to watch him, watch that happen. Yes, it did. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of that, a lot of dings, and these guys get more than some people think. You know, they think, well, they're getting their education handed to them. It doesn't cost them anything, and they get the best of everything. And all. But these people make physical sacrifices to provide the – plays that win games. You know, it uh, they do a lot. Every every one of those plays has got to hurt some part of you. Some if it's your fingers, your wrists, your arms, your elbows, whatever, any part of you that can be hurt gets strained and pulled and and sometimes hurt. So it needs repair. Broken bones, concussions. So and uh that's one thing that we haven't had too many of this, but uh, they say Lavert Hill is under a concussion protocol now, so I hope that works out. I hope he's back by Indiana. That would be great, and for sure hope that he's back versus Ohio State. You bet. But that can go on a long time. You remember with Morris it did. Some people, it clears up quick. Some people, it doesn't clear up quick. Well, and, and I would make the point that you know, a couple seasons ago, Chris Evans got dinged up at the end of the season, and uh, I would say he, he hasn't been the same since. I mean, um, he runs hard, but he definitely, uh, at least in my in my view, especially last season, um, he 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 didn't look like the same player. He was not nearly as dynamic, and uh, you know, again, you can understand guys being a little. Uh, cautious after something like that happens, but uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I would say the the run this week versus Rutgers was uh, one of the times he looked like him old, you know, his old explosive self. Yes, he looked a hundred percent for a change. I think he's getting back, and it's just exactly at the right time. They're going to need him now. You know, Quran um, has been pretty durable and he, he's such a well muscled guy he's got muscles on his muscles and his arms he's got a, a strong upper body on him and uh, he can take a lot of hits I think probably more than Evans can but uh, all in all so I think we're in pretty good shape at this point in the schedule at this point in the year things are looking up and I don't see them taking a nose drive this year like they did last year in the last three games. So the thing we need to look for is a strong effort versus Indiana. And I know the team would say that they're not looking ahead. I think I'm looking ahead. It's okay for me to look ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a really long time since I felt really good heading into the Ohio State game. 
You, know, you always hope you can win, but oh, the boy, most of the last 10 years, it's it's been a rough go. So, um, again, you got to take care of business versus Indiana, keep people from getting hurt, and uh, then we will see what happens in Columbus. Andy, do you have any final words for the podcast? Yes. Uh, Columbus probably is going to be a close game because Ohio State will bring their A game. Michigan will bring their A game. It will be at Ohio State. And breaks will have something to do with what happens and everything. But I think that we have a better chance this year of matching up position by position than we have in the recent past. And I feel good about the game. feel good about this team, and it's a pleasure to watch them. I agree. And we'll be watching as Michigan plays Indiana, and we'll be back to talk about that. That's going to do it for this edition of the UMGoBlue.com podcast. This is Phil Callahan along with Andy Anderson. Go Blue. Thank you for listening to the UMGoBlue.com podcast. All rights reserved. Search for UMGoBlue.com on iTunes. Go Blue.